Hey guys, what's up? It's Savannah. Welcome back to another episode of My Thoughts Exactly. Thank you guys so much for joining me here today. I am so happy that you are here. Happy Friday, you guys. Yes, we are now uploading My Thoughts Exactly episodes on Fridays instead of Thursdays. That is going to be our new upload schedule. So make sure you mark your calendars, make sure you're ready to go, make sure you hit that subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode because now we are uploading every single Friday and you are not going to want to miss it. Now, you guys, happy Friday. I hope you had a great week. This is like a great, I feel like having episodes on Fridays is actually a really great thing because it's like we're kicking off the weekend together. I love it. I hope you guys had a great week so far. I hope you're ready for a fantastic weekend. I know for me, this week literally just like hasn't felt real. It snowed in Nashville on Monday. And if there's one thing about Nashville, it's that we do not know how to prepare for snow. It's like we we get snow probably at least once a year, I would say, like at least once a year usually like once or twice, but like at least once. And every single time, everyone acts like they've never seen it before. They don't ice the roads. They don't do any of the things that would really help. So when it snows, like we are snowed in. I have not left my house in four days. It um, is honestly kind of nice. I really do like it. I am not complaining whatsoever. My birthday was on Sunday, which was just, we'll get into that in a second. But then it was snowing from Sunday night all day into Monday. Like it snowed all day Monday and we got, I actually looked at the stats and we got more snow in that 24 hour period than we typically do in an average winter altogether. So we didn't know what to do. And by we, I mean Nashville. Nashville did not know what to do. Nashville shut down and everything really closes here. And it's so funny because I have like some of my best friends are like from the Midwest and whatever, and they're so used to it. Like this is just like a cakewalk to them. And for me, for like a little California girl over here, like I do not, I don't know how to function in snow. I don't drive in snow. No, if there's snow on the ground, I am not leaving my house. That's the rule. And like today I have a workout to go to at a like two o'clock ish I'm gonna have to lift there because I'm not driving it's just not happening I'm not risking it I'm just not risking it and I just get anxiety driving in snow so we're not doing it but anyways I know a lot of other places got snow too in the south and uh like Midwest and stuff. We've gone through a giant cold front. It's actually zero degrees outside today. Zero. The low is negative one. So that's where we're standing. It is freezing outside. So again, I'm staying inside. I hope you guys have been safe and warm and enjoying whatever weather that you are getting. I'm enjoying the snow. I actually really like it. Um, I like it for about two or three days. And then after that, I'm like, okay, you can go away. Now you can melt. I'm now looking at summer. I'm looking at spring. I'm looking at summer and it's looking great. And I cannot wait. I can't wait for the day that I can sit out on an outdoor patio with a glass of wine. Speaking of that, I stopped drinking or no, sorry. I started drinking again. (laughs) I think I told you guys that I was doing dry January. Um, I've, I've revamped it a little bit. I've tweaked it a little bit. Um, and I will say going into dry January, what I didn't expect is the restrictive mindset that I had to have, which is like, you cannot drink, you cannot drink, no alcohol, just none, none at all. I did not expect having that mindset to make such an 
impact on like my relationship with alcohol, so to speak. Um, I noticed that by having such a restrictive mindset, first of all, it made me want it more. It made me want to have a glass of wine every night. Like I was like, what do you mean I can't drink? Like I like what? And it was a really weird realization to have because I was looking at myself. I'm like, Savannah, like you're fine. Like you don't need a glass of wine. Like on a typical, like normal, you know, day to day, I don't drink. So like, what is this, you know, feeling of needing this glass of wine or needing this cocktail like why do I feel like that and I think it's because I was having such a restrictive mindset about it and because of that it made me view my relationship with alcohol as like unhealthy when it's really not you know I think the holidays just naturally you drink a little bit more at least I did and then because of that I was like oh I need to cut it out completely but then by cutting it out completely I felt restricted and by feeling restricted I felt like I had a negative relationship with alcohol and it was just kind of this cycle and I always knew that I was going to drink for my birthday like I always knew that that was going to be a thing I always sorry we're like six minutes into the episode and I still haven't like started talking I know but like we have a lot to catch up on um I was you know thinking I was always going to drink for my birthday. That was always going to be a thing. And then I got to my birthday and I was like, okay, like, cool. Had a couple cocktails The like I cured the itch. Like we got it. And then after that, I was like, you know what? I am not going to like put these barriers on myself. And first of all, I haven't drank since my birthday, um, but I'm not going to put these barriers on myself because I'm like, I, I, you know, I, it's okay. <laughs> and maybe this is just myself excusing poor behavior and you guys can hold me accountable for that if you think that's the case. But because I am not telling myself I'm doing dry January, like because I've like kind of omitted that concept from my mind, like I'm just not doing it anymore. I have no desire to drink. It's very strange. I don't know what's happening. So I've like told myself, you know what? You can have a glass of wine if you want. And guess what? I haven't had a glass of wine. I don't want one. I don't really know what the uh, reverse psychology is behind that, but it's got to be something. So I don't know. But anyways, that's my little update on dry January. I'm not doing it anymore, but I kind of am. So I don't really know. Anyways, that's that. Got all the laundry list checked off of things that I needed to update you guys on. But as you can tell by the title of this episode, we are doing something very, very exciting today. And we are doing something that is kind of like a tradition here. We did this last year on My Thoughts Exactly when I turned 26 years old. And now I turned 27 years old. If you don't know, my birthday was on January 14th. It was this past Sunday. And I had a really great birthday. I went out and had a little birthday dinner with some girlfriends. And we went out for drinks afterwards. And then the next night, um, I had some girlfriends come over to the house and we you know played games and we watched like a movie and you know it was just great it was a really like wholesome night and Hayden cooked dinner for us and it was lovely so I really did have a great way ringing in 27 years old I'm very excited I feel great about 27 I think it's very much like a mindset thing because at times it can feel daunting if I make it feel daunting like again it's I think it's kind of like with the alcohol thing like if I think like oh my god like time is ticking like I really need to you know start thinking about the future and my life and whatever because when you get older like you know especially for women we have this like clock right this you know time clock or whatever it's called um but we have this clock and you know, getting older can feel daunting if you make it feel daunting, but I'm kind of like trying to switch my mindset. I saw Adrian Bailong, I think that's how you say it. Um, she did an interview recently, but essentially she was like, she just turned 40 and she was like, I get to turn 40. Like, how great is that? Like, I get to age, like I get to get older. Like, that's such a privilege and that's such a, you know, something to be so grateful for. And so I'm trying to like switch my mindset. And when I do that, I really 
you know, it really does change my perspective on a lot of things. And so I'm just very happy with where I'm at. I feel like 27 is going to be a great year and I'm so excited to see everything that it has to offer and how it unfolds. So as you can tell, like I said, today we are doing 27 things I've learned by 27. I have wrote down an entire list that we are going to walk through today. I'm very excited to go through it with you guys. And some of these are life lessons. Some of these are just, you know, funny little hee hee ha ha things. So we're going to go through it together. So let's jump right on into it after that 10 minute long intro. I am so sorry. Okay. The first thing, and I wrote this in here and I put it as the first thing because we started last year with this as well. And I feel like we needed every year. I feel like this is how we're going to start it. Number one, I'm only 27. Last year, we started this off and said number one was I'm only 26, and this year, I'm only 27. And I put this in here specifically because, as I just mentioned, I feel like as we get older, there's this tendency to have anxiety and feel like we have to get everything, you know, figured out and all of our ducks in a row. And we got to, you know, have this timeline and what's our life going to look like in five years? And are we on the right track? And are we where we're supposed to be? And there's a lot of anxiety that can come with getting older. And I feel like, Instead of looking at looking at it as like this daunting thing, like, oh my gosh, like I'm getting older and like this is just, you know, life is moving too fast and, you know, seeing it as a negative, thinking that, you know, I'm only 27. I have so much life to live. And I think that when you phrase it like that, rather than, oh my gosh, like I'm 27, like, oh my gosh, like I'm getting old. Like, when you phrase it like that, I feel like you are doing yourself a little bit of a disservice and instead phrasing it as like a positive thing. Like I get to turn 27. Like I get to enter this new phase of my life. I get to enter this new chapter, this new era, and I'm only 27. Like I still have time to do all the things that I want to do. I still have time to, you know, accomplish the things that I want to accomplish and travel and, you know, do all of the stuff. Like I still have time to do that. And so instead of looking at it as like, oh my God, like I'm turning 27. Like I got to, you know, quickly figure all my shit out and get everything together. Instead of doing that, you know, looking at it as like a positive thing, because it is, you know, getting, being able to get, grow older and, you know, age another year is something to be so grateful for. So I am very, very, you know, excited for 27. And again, trying to shift my perspective because I think that there's, you know, instinctually, you know, it's easy to be like, oh my God, like getting older, but look at it as a positive because it is. Okay. Next up, number two, you'll never regret taking your vitamins and doing your skincare. This is something that I have learned, especially, you know, through my 26th year of life going into 27 is something that we have talked about on my thoughts exactly when talking about like my goals and stuff. I told you guys that I want to get better at, you know, creating a solid nighttime and morning routine and taking my vitamins and supplements. And I will say I have kept up on that, which is something I'm very, very, you know, kind of proud of myself for, you know, celebrate the small wins, like being able to take my vitamins every day when I usually wouldn't or couldn't or make excuses or not do my skincare routine or whatnot, like creating a core routine is something that I've been able to do ever since like the new year started and I'm very happy about it. But again, you will never regret, you know, taking that little bit of extra time to invest in yourself, you know, doing your self-care. When are you going to regret that? When is one time you are going to regret doing your skincare routine? Tell me. There you go. Secondly, 
taking your vitamins and supplements? When is there going to be one time that you're going to regret investing in yourself in that way, investing that time into yourself and showing up for yourself really and being like, you know, my body, like I need to take care of it. Like this is something that's important to me. It's important to me to take care of myself. It's important to uh, uh, it's important to me to invest that time into myself to show up for myself and so that is something that I've really been trying to focus on too is like taking that extra minute out of the day it's not gonna do it's not gonna hurt you at all at all do we want nice skin yes do we want to feel good yes there you go that's it number three Investing in yourself is the best investment you can make, whether that comes with wellness, your health, or investing time into yourself. So again, this kind of falls into the second one that we just talked about, but I really truly believe that the best investments that you can make are towards yourself. You know, I feel like, you know, they always say, there was that TikTok trend, not they always say, <laughs> but there was that TikTok trend going around for a while that was like low maintenance, or sorry, high maintenance things that keep me low maintenance and you know I was thinking about that a while ago when talking to my friends about like creating a maintenance routine for yourself really investing in yourself like whether that be you know for me I like to whiten my teeth two to three times a week I like to go to the gym you know I'm now doing it like three to four times a week and, you know, hot girl walks when it's not zero degrees outside, taking that time for yourself, you know, really showing up for yourself and investing that time into yourself because you have you forever, right? Like you are the only constant in your life forever. That is just like the one thing that you can count on is that you are always going to be there for you. So how do you want to show up for yourself? Just, yeah, that's that. Number four, Listen before talking, be the listener in the group, make people feel heard, engage people's energy. This has been something that I have been really trying to focus on for the past couple years, honestly. Something that I really try to pride myself in is making, not pride myself in, but something that I'm, you know, I've always tried to be is the person that makes people feel comfortable. Like I want people to feel comfortable talking to me. I want people to feel like they can talk to me. And I really enjoy being the listener in the group, even though after a few glasses of wine, I very much become a chatty Kathy. But like, again, that's something I'm trying to work on. But being the listener, being there to listen to people, to ask questions, to make them feel heard and seen, I think is a really, really special quality to have. And it's something that I really try to implement in my day-to-day life whenever I'm talking to someone, whether that be a friend, like an old friend, a new friend in my relationship, you know, being a person that can listen is such a great quality to have and you will never regret listening and also people will reveal themselves if you listen so not only is listening a great quality because you know you're listening to someone obviously and you're making them feel comfortable and you know it's just a great quality to have but if you listen closely if you just kind of sit back and observe people will reveal themselves in time you just kind of have to let them keep talking because it'll come out okay Next one, what number are we on? One, two, three, four, five. Okay, this one. Number five, grieving an old chapter of your life is okay. What I've noticed, and then why I put this down is because what I've noticed is as I am, you know, getting older, now into like my mid, what is 27 your late 20s? Like your mid to late 20s? I would probably think so. Now that I'm in my mid to late 20s, I find myself really, and I want to phrase this correctly, but I do find myself looking back at 
my younger self. You know, I find myself reflecting a lot. I find myself reflecting on the times when I was, you know, really the past 10 years. I'll look at my late teens, early 20s, and I will miss certain aspects of that time in my life. Like I sit here sometimes and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I didn't even realize like how great things were at this time in my life. You know, I was so focused on the wrong things and, you know, I sit there and sit here and I kind of beat myself up for the past for not taking advantage of the opportunities that I had. Not in like a, you know, I don't even know how you would say this, but like more so like I feel like my priorities weren't really in the right place like I wasn't focused on myself enough I was worried about people pleasing but also like I look at old chapters and I do miss them like I miss certain parts of my you know old life or certain experiences that I had and you know I look back and I you know miss certain aspects of old chapters and that's okay is what I'm learning like I'm learning that that's okay it's okay to do that like it's okay to miss old aspects of your life. Like I'm lucky enough where I enjoyed my life enough where I would miss those things. Like I have chapters that are good enough to miss. And again, it's a perspective thing and it's okay to grieve old chapters of your life. It's okay to miss the person that you were at certain eras of your life, but to also be excited for the evolvement that's happening and for the elevation that's happening like you know you're elevating in your life and you're moving into new chapters and again you're getting able to experience different chapters of life and that's an amazing thing so it's okay to grieve old chapters it's okay to grieve the person that you were but also be excited about what's to come as well and don't dwell on it because what happened happened and now we can move forward into the future so That's something that I've been working on too. Okay, number six. Oh, this ties in with it. Okay, being anxious about the future is okay. I know personally that now that I am 27, I think about the future a lot. You know, I think about timelines and stuff. And of course, you know, that's kind of contradicting to what I said in the beginning because, you know, I'm trying to get myself out of that mindset, but I think it's natural. You know, I really do. I think it's natural to think about those things. I think it's natural to sit here and be like, okay, like what is my future going to look like? And it's okay to not have the answer is what I'm learning. It's okay to not know and it's okay to be anxious about it. It's okay to be like, oh, like I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know what my timeline is going to look like. I don't know what the next five years are going to look like. And that's okay. I think as control freaks and type A's, we like to be like, okay, this is what my timeline is. This is how things are going to go. Like point A, point B, point C. First of all, we can have every you know, dot every T and cross or dot every I and cross every T, sorry, dot every I, cross every T and things might still not go the way that we plan. They probably won't. We can never predict the future. So there's that part of it. As much as you want to plan, as much as you want to know, we can't always know and we're not always going to have the answers to how things are going to go. We're not always going to have the timeline. And also we don't need to, you know, we don't need to. Everything that is going to happen is going to happen in my personal belief. And this is how I really comforted myself over time being such an anxious overthinker. I just remind myself that everything is going to fall into place the way it should. I have to truly believe that in my core. I have to believe that I am being guided in the right direction. I have to believe that I can just have faith that 
everything in my life is moving the way it needs to be and that all the pieces are going to fall where they need to. And with that, it takes a lot of pressure off of this timeline that we're supposed to have. And so it's been something that I've been thinking about a lot over the past, you know, weeks and months about, you know, timelines and how everything's going to look and what my future is going to be like. But there's, it's okay to be anxious about that. And it's, I think, again, normal and natural to be anxious about that. But it gets to a point where you just kind of have to put your hands up and be like, it's going to happen the way it's going to happen and just allow things to fall into place the way that they were meant to. Okay, I believe this is what? Number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, number seven. Always be open to learning. Don't be afraid to be the student. And this ties into a quote that I've been seeing often when I was, you know, within the past year. And that quote was, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And I really resonate with that because as someone who really likes to learn, granted, I have you know, things that I like to learn about. Like I was never great at school. So like school learning, like not so great. But like when it comes to certain other um, topics, I would say, you know, I love learning about them. I love gaining knowledge. I've always told you guys that I believe that knowledge is power. Going into a room, knowing what you're talking about, having the confidence to back up what you're saying with knowledge is I think very crucial and very important and it's a skill that I've been learning over the past couple years and so always be open to learning always be open to you know doing your research always being open to learning more about what it is that you are trying to figure out or a new topic that you don't know about like listening to others who are really you know well versed in that topic or you know, doing your own research on different articles or books or whatever. I can't tell you guys the amount of murder, uh, sorry, yeah, murder, (laughs) serial killer, true crime, um, just books that I have about behavioral analysis. And I took behavioral science classes in college before I dropped out, you know, gaining that knowledge has been something that's really important to me because I like to be able to back up the things that I talk about. I like to be able to come at it with an angle of, I have the knowledge to talk about what I'm talking about. Now that's kind of like my wheelhouse, but learning about other wheelhouses as well is really important to me. I want to be able to have a vast wide variety of knowledge of different topics. I just think that's really important. I don't know if it's because I didn't go to college and now I feel like I need to, it's not necessarily a need, it's a want as well, uh, to have, you know, knowledge in those, in just different topics and different um, aspects and categories of life. So I don't really know what the desire for it is, but I just think it's a great quality to have, to be knowledgeable, plain and simple. I don't know when that will ever steer you wrong. All right, next one buy less, but buy better. Okay. I talked to you guys about this in the 2024 goals episode that we did. So buy less, buy better is kind of a mantra that I'm going into with 2024, which I told you guys, I have a tendency to overconsume. I have a tendency to be very, um, what's it called? Trigger happy with the buy now button or the add to cart button. Um, But I'm really trying to get into the mindset of buying less things. However, when I do buy things to invest in high quality pieces of different things. So an example of that would be fast fashion, like not just, you know, buying a bunch of fast fashion stuff just because like really investing into quality pieces or when it comes to furniture, like investing in really great quality pieces that are going to last me a very long time. And granted, I know that 
um, you know, that's just not always attainable. You know, sometimes you just, you need to buy the more moderate or cheaper option. And I get that. I totally can understand that. Um, but I think that for someone like me who just over consumes a lot of things, I would honestly, I wouldn't consider myself a hoarder, but I definitely have trouble letting things go. So because of that, I'm just kind of creating clutter in my house. And that's why I'm turning to this mantra of buy less, but buy better. And that is something that I've learned in 2026 and what I'm taking into, uh, not 2026, something that I learned while being 26 that I'm taking into 27. Okay. Next one. The hardest part about going to the gym is convincing yourself to go, but go anyways. This is something that my dad always told me. He's always told me 50% of going to the gym is just getting to the gym. And that is so true. Like the hardest part of getting to the gym is just going to the gym, convincing yourself to go. You can sit there and think about a million reasons, a million excuses why you shouldn't go. I know for me personally, I will make up so many reasons why I should not go to the gym, making it honestly harder for myself. Like for the 20 minutes that I sit there contemplating whether or not I should go, I could have already gotten dressed, taken my pre-workout, been in the car and been on the road, like already ready to go. But instead I sit there and I'm like, oh, should I go? Should I not? I don't really want to see anyone. I don't know if I really want to go or my AirPods charged. Like, I run myself through that circus like for again like 20 30 minutes and at that point I'm like eh you know what I'm good I'll just go tomorrow and then tomorrow comes and guess what guess who doesn't go to the gym me just go to the gym you know 50% of the battle even more than 50% I would say like 90% of the battle is just getting to the gym and then once you're in there it's like you're gonna work out like why wouldn't you even if it's like a 20 minute workout just doing like a little brisk walk on the treadmill or stretching or anything like that just go to the gym it's easier to convince yourself to why you shouldn't go than why you should go but just go anyways all right next one always be sentimental, keep cards, important notes, or anything of the sorts. This is something that I really want to be better at in 20, why do I keep saying 2027? This is something I want to be better at going into this year. I'm going to actually get a box. I don't have it yet, but I'm going to have a box of just sentimental things, you know, birthday cards or handwritten notes. Like Hayden will sometimes leave me little notes like around the house or whatever. And they're kind of just tossed in drawers or sentimental things for my parents. Like I want to have a little box where I put everything because I just think it's something really special to be able to look back on and remember those times of, oh yeah, like I remember when I got this or just being able to look back and cherish the moments that you've had in life and have that connection to those, you know, things, those tangible objects, I think is really special and important. So always keep the sentimental things, get a sentiment box. That's what I'm, that's what we're going to do together. Okay. Next one, be a yes man for yourself, but not for other people. This is something that I have also been teaching myself going into 27. We talked about this in the 2024 goals where I was like, I'm going to start saying no more. Like I'm going to start saying no, I'm not going to do things that I don't want to do. And I think that that holds true. So I'm not like going back on that. But what I mean by this is like just saying yes to things that you know, sound fun to you, like be spontaneous. That was a big one going into 2024 goals is I wanted to be more spontaneous. I wanted to be able to just, you know, have fun every once in a while and let loose and not be so type A about everything. Just being a yes man every once in a while, because you never know what's going to come out of it. You never know the opportunity. You never, you never know the story. Do it for the plot. Just do it. Just say yes. And I think that where the no factor comes in is when it comes to people pleasing. Like if I physically am just like, I do not want to do this. 
then I will not do it. There's been plenty of times I can think of like five in the past two months where I've been like, I don't want to do this at all, but I do it anyways, just for the sake of people pleasing. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when an opportunity arises and your friends are like, we should go just have like a spontaneous girls trip or let's go to dinner tonight or if Hayden's like, like literally Hayden the other night, it was blizzarding on Sunday night, my birthday going into Monday. It was actually 1.30 in the morning on Monday. So very, very, my birthday was over, but like going into Monday, blizzarding outside and Hayden's like, let's go for a walk. It was honestly, you guys, one of the best things ever. And again, this is just something so minuscule and so small to say yes to, but again, just saying yes, like it was blizzarding. No one was outside. It was beautiful. Like the snow had fallen perfectly. It was so gorgeous. And we just went for a walk and it was like, we were in our own little world. And it was such a core memory that I'll remember honestly forever. It was so great. We had church. It was amazing. So just say yes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Alrighty, next one. This one might seem obvious, but I feel like we just need to say it anyways, because I actually did have a couple nights as a 26-year-old where I did this, and it's a big, big no-no. It's just, yeah, no, it was not good. No matter how many drinks you've had, never sleep in your makeup. Just don't do it. Again, you will never regret doing your skincare. I don't care how drunk you are. Just at least take your makeup off. Just take a makeup wipe. Just take your makeup off. You can wash your face in the morning. You can do the 12 the twelve step skincare routine in the morning. But as far as just going to bed, just take off the makeup. I remember there were I one night, I think actually like a month ago, maybe like a month and a half ago where I slept in my makeup and I woke up and I was like, Savannah, so no. <laughs> no, 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 we are not doing this. This is like very much like 17 year old Savannah coated. Like we are not doing this. Take the makeup off. Just it'll just let your skin breathe. Like the alcohol is already bad enough. Just like just take the makeup off. Next one. And boy, oh boy, do I wish that I had this one. If I could go back and tell myself this like four years ago, oh, I would have been so much better off. Next one. Situationships don't exist. It's just a case of he or she is just not that into you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That one might hurt a little bit. But I remember there's so many situationships that I can look back on that I've had and I would just give so many excuses as to why it wasn't working. Like, oh, you know, we're just taking our time or, oh, you know, maybe it's like girly pop. If it's been like over, if you hit like the three month mark, the two and a half month mark and nothing is progressing and like the conversation hasn't even like risen, it's probably not looking too good. And again, there are exceptions to the rule. However, in my personal experience, that is not true. Um, it's just, it's just what's been for me, you know? And I feel like I, again, I gave so much time and really when I was talking about like prioritizing and not putting myself first earlier, you know, talking about, you know, grieving an old life or an old chapter, so to, so to speak, really what I was referring to is I just, I gave so much of my energy to these situationships, which is honestly like embarrassing to say, but I feel like someone's got to say it. Like I gave so much 
energy to these situationships and giving so many excuses along the way being like oh like maybe like we'll figure it out like I I've told you guys the whole episode that we did last year like the he's just not that into you episode I was in a situationship for eight months like please please no that was just so if I could look back I'd just be like Savannah like know your worth more, like just value yourself more. Like you were not getting anything out of this. And again, this wasn't even a case of, cause I've had situations where it's like just a friend with benefits. Like it's very much casual. Like it wasn't that, like this was very much, there's like several situationships that I can look back on where I was very much invested thinking that it was going somewhere and just giving people the benefit of the doubt, being blinded, delusional, rose colored glasses, the whole thing. I truly believe now that I have some more experience and I've dated more, like, you know, after those situationships, before I got into my relationship with Hayden if someone wants you you will know and if not you will be confused we've talked about that a lot and I just believe that like if if someone's not like you know really putting themselves out there and wanting to date you and like you know active and communicative about that then like it's just you guys aren't wanting the same things and that's okay. Like I used to think that I could fix people or I used to think that like, oh no, like I can, you know, I can change their mind or I'll just give them, you know, another month or whatever, another few weeks and we'll see how it goes. Like, no, it's does, it does not matter. It does not matter. It's just gonna, like, I can see it now. It's just dumpster fire. Like, no, no, he's just not that into you. And that's okay because you're going to find someone else who is. But I just don't think situationships are real. I think that we put this like label on them because it's like, almost and I'll still use the term situationship like forever but I think that in reality like situationships are just not real it's just a case of like one person liking another person more and them not putting a label on it and that's a tough truth to swallow but again I just think that we just need to we just need to acknowledge that okay next one when you look good you feel good this I stand by and you know, stand behind wholeheartedly. I truthfully believe, you know, just for myself personally, and this doesn't even mean like when I get full glam, but like I like doing that too. I, if you watch my vlog that I posted like last week, I talked to you guys about how one of my resolutions, and we talked about this too on My Thoughts, my thoughts Exactly, was one of my resolutions is to put more effort into my appearance. It is to get dressed in the morning and not just have my daytime sweatpants and my nighttime sweatpants, like actually put effort into it because it makes me feel good. You know, I have the rest of my life to wear sweatpants, like, but I want to be able to put together an outfit and actually feel confident about myself. And I did that last week and it felt so freaking good and it really and in, in, you know in uh, enhanced and emphasized this concept of when you look good you feel good and sometimes that just means doing your skincare routine sometimes that just means taking an everything shower it doesn't mean doing your makeup it doesn't mean you know putting on a crazy outfit whatever looking good means to you like that's what that means it means when you look good you feel good so really just you know, implementing that into life, I think is important. And, you know, I'm someone that I think a lot of people can relate to this, but, you know, we all have insecurities. We all have things that we don't necessarily like love about ourselves. And while we're trying to go through this process of self-love and loving ourselves and wanting that for ourselves, wanting to be able to have that confidence and look in the mirror and like love everything every day, like sometimes that doesn't happen, but the little things that we can do to make ourselves feel better, I think are very important. And so that's why I think that when you look good, you feel good. Again, no matter what that looks like for you is something that should be practiced more frequently. Next one, 
Success is subjective. I think that this is something that I've been learning throughout my 26th and 27th year is that success is going to look different for everyone. I know that for some people, success is having all the money in the world, being, you know, billionaire status, being able to do whatever you want at the drop of a dime, being able to buy whatever you want at the drop of the dime, like no questions asked, not even thinking twice. For some people, that's success. For other people, success is and I'm using this example because I live in Tennessee now and now it's just kind of like ingrained in my mind. But like some people, it's just like success is buying a farm and like having a bunch of animals and being there with like the person that you love and making dinner every night together and, you know, having more of a simple life. Like that's success to some people. To some people, it's just, you know, living in an apartment by themselves and living life for them and living for themselves. And, you know, success is going to look different for everyone. So I think that that's just, it's just something that I've been learning recently. You know, success looks different for everyone and that's okay. And it's honestly a beautiful thing. The fact that we can all look at different things and find the beauty in them. The fact that we can all look at different people and different, you know, lifestyles and see people that are so happy in all these different lifestyles because for them, that's what they've wanted like their whole life. Like that's their dream for them. And the fact that we all can have different dreams and still feel that same amount of happiness from each one is really a beautiful thing, I think. So success is subjective. Next one, you're not made for everyone and not everyone will like you. Again, maybe a hard truth to swallow as a people pleaser, but that's okay. You are not made for everyone and not everyone is going to like you, but not everyone is supposed to like you. I always go back to that saying, a friend to everyone is a friend to no one because if you are the type of person that everyone likes, I'm sorry, I'm not the biggest fan of those people. I'm just not because I just don't agree that or I don't truly believe to my core that you can be a friend of everyone's like everyone's and I'm not talking about like just like acquaintance but like I'm talking about like good friend like I don't think you can be a good friend to everyone because not everyone is going to like everyone so if you know it's just it's a concept that I'm you know learning over time but essentially like if someone is a good friend to everyone, I don't necessarily trust that. And that doesn't mean that we all can't like be a girl's girl and whatever. Like, I think it goes so much further beyond that because like, if you are a friend to everyone, I don't know, it's just a little untrustworthy. You guys can let me know what you think about that. But I just, that's just something that I believe. And something that I've learned over time is to just kind of be a little bit more wary of those people, have a little bit more of an eye out for those people because you never know. You never know what's being said. But anyways, I digress. Um, But yeah, you're not made for everyone and not everyone's going to like you and that's okay. Not everyone should like you. You should be able to stand on your own opinion, stand on your own belief. And if people don't like that, then that's okay. You're weeding them out to find your people. You're weeding them out to find your core group. And that's something that will never be able to be replaced. Like once you find your people, like it doesn't matter who else likes you. And I don't need everyone to like me. I don't want everyone to like me. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It just means that you are on your way to finding your own group of people and you have strong opinions and you have your own beliefs and you have the things that like the things that you like and the things that you don't like. It just means that you're like a developed individual who's not just kind of like following the crowd and like is, you know, codependent and is just kind of like doing things for the sake of doing them like you have your own independent thoughts and like conscious mind and I think that that's something to be really proud of so again that's something that I've learned okay next one 
Pick and choose your battles, know what's worth fighting for, and know when to put the sword down. This is something that I've learned over the past couple years is to just pick and choose your battles. Is it worth your energy? Is it worth your time to be arguing with someone? Is it worth your time to be fighting with someone? There are times where, yes, it is important. It is crucial to have hard conversations and to stand on what you believe in. And that, again, none of this means to like go against your beliefs or to go against what you think is right or go against your own opinion, but just picking and choosing when you want to have that battle. There's sometimes it's better to just walk away and let people be them and just like, you know, agree to disagree. I've had many, many conversations over the past couple of years where I've just been like, you know what? We just don't agree on this and that's okay. And so I'm just going to, this just isn't worth my time. Like we're not getting anywhere in this conversation. We're not finding a common ground. We're just not seeing eye to eye and that's okay. I never like to go below the belt. Sometimes I do. But if I can help it, I don't like to go below the belt because I just like to, it's just not worth it. I always feel better about myself knowing that I walked away and I can, you know, curse someone out in the privacy of my own home without them standing right there just to myself afterwards. But to their face, I'm just going to respectfully walk away. And Picking and choosing your battles, I think, is really important because it just comes down to where you're putting your energy. You don't want to be putting so much of your energy into fighting these battles, into working into overdrive. It's just not important enough. It doesn't matter enough. Pick and choose your battles. Pick and choose the important ones and the rest, put the sword down. Okay, this next one, I need to give a shout out to one of my best friends because we were on the phone the other day and I was kind of spiraling a little bit about 27, I'm not going to lie. And as much as I'm trying to shift my perspective, I've definitely had moments where I've been like, oh my gosh, you know, and having conversations, especially when you have conversations with certain people and they're like, TikTok, TikTok. I'm like, mm, okay. Um, so I was having a conversation with one of my best friends and we do daily voice memos, like literally every day, just like keeping each other updated on what's going on. It's just like a, hey girly. And then we just like, it's just amazing. It's what we do. And I was telling her the other day, I was like, you know what? I am kind of getting stressed about 27. And I was having a moment. I was, I was having a moment and she responded and was so great and just, you know, gives such great insight and such great advice. But one of the things that she said that really, really stuck with me is you are exactly where you're supposed to be. And that is the next one. And that is the next one on this list. You are exactly where you're supposed to be. You don't need to be anywhere else. You're not supposed to be doing anything else. You are exactly where you're supposed to be and everything else is going to fall into place. And again, that's what I was emphasizing earlier about when we get into these moments of spiraling about like, oh my gosh, like I don't have my timeline or all my ducks in a row. Like I need to get my shit together. Like take a deep breath. Like you are exactly where you're supposed to be. And the second she said that, I was like, Savannah, that's it. Like that is it. I felt so much better. I felt you know, like, you know what? She's right. Like I am where I'm supposed to be. I don't need to be anywhere else right now. I don't need to be doing anything else. Like, you know, other than the little things in life that I can be doing. But, you know, in terms of these big drastic changes that I feel like I need to be making, like it's okay. Like you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Be present. Be where you are. Stop worrying about the future. Stop worrying about if you're going to be ready for everything life throws at you because you won't be. But it's okay because you're going to get through it. You know, you can only prepare so much and just knowing and repeating to yourself and reminding yourself, I am exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. You know, whatever it is that you believe in in the universe, whether it's God, whether it's spirit, whether it's, you know, 
yourself, whatever it is, trusting and believing that you are exactly where you're supposed to be. You're moving at the speed you're supposed to be moving at. Everything is falling into place for you. And just keep repeating that to yourself over and over again. It's manifestation. It's just reminding yourself. It's having that faith that everything is going to work out because it will. So that was something that I needed to throw in there because that really saved me from a spiral the other day. All right, next one. And this is something that I am learning And that is, you do not need to tell everyone everything. Privacy is gold. It really is. I told you guys earlier that when I have a couple drinks, I tend to become a little bit of a chatty Cathy. I am an oversharer. It is a fault of mine. It is a flaw. Hi, my name is Savannah Brimer, and I overshare. When I get like a couple glasses of wine in me, I will tell you everything. I will tell you my deepest, darkest secrets. I will tell you about my sixth grade relationship. I will tell you about the, you know, any, like any little thing you want to know. I will give you my life fucking story. And that needs to stop. I do not need to tell everyone anything, everything. Because then I wake up the next day. I'm like, why the fuck did I do that? I will never see that person again. Like, I don't need to tell everyone everything. I would rather be the listener than the talker in those situations, really in all situations, but especially those situations. So that's something that I'm really learning about too. Just keeping some of your cards to yourself. Don't show your cards right away. Just keep some of them close to your chest. You know, you don't know what people's intentions are right away. You don't know who you can trust right away. There's no need to be going around running your mouth and telling everyone everything. There is this quote. Let me just see if I... um. Yeah, no, I didn't write this on here because I wanted to put it in this one and like in this point. And I saw this one time and it really rung true to me. And it's been something I've been trying to implement. And that is if you need to tell more than three or four people about something, you're not telling them for advice. You're telling them for attention. And again, a little bit of a hard truth to swallow, but I do think that there's some truth to that. Now, granted, I... I see it a little bit differently. And maybe again, this is me making excuses for my oversharing. I see it a little bit differently because I have several different best friends. I have my Nashville best friends and then I have my hometown best friends. And in total, I would say I have one, two, three, four, five. I have like five really close girlfriends that I'm really, really lucky to have. And so for me, I do have a tendency to run to each of them, but it's for different reasons. I'm not looking for advice from some of them. I'm just looking for a listening ear. I'm just looking for someone to hear me. And that's kind of how I see it. Like, as long as I'm not going and being like, you know, soaking in their opinions and letting them dilute my own, which is something that I was really guilty of for a long time, that's something that I need to work on. But again, Even when it comes to those five people, not everyone needs to know everything. Just keep some of your cards close to yourself. Again, I think that was me trying to justify why I run to five people instead of like just three, but just keep some of your cards close. You'll never be upset that you didn't overshare, if that makes sense. Like that's not something you'll ever regret. Next one, your parents are people too. This is something that I've learned over the years and it's something that I've really, really been trying to gain a better perspective on. I'm lucky enough to be in a position where I can say that my parents are my favorite people. I love my parents so much. Anytime I get to hang out with my parents, anytime I get to see my parents, I love them so much. Was that always the case? I mean, yes, I always loved them, but did we always have a great relationship? No, but I do think that just comes with, you know, getting older and growing pains and teenage years and high school and whatever. 
And now that I've gotten to this point in my life, like my parents are my favorite people in the world. And to see as I get older, like having more of an adult relationship with them, I can see that they are people too. You know, growing up, I used to think that, of course, like that they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know anything. Like they don't get it. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And I'm learning now, like when I go into, you know, in the future, when I have kids, like that mindset of like, want, I don't know how to explain it, but understanding that my parents are people too, they've made mistakes, they've had highs and lows and seeing them as more of a person rather and like a friend, honestly, like I've, I'm so grateful that I have that relationship. So your parents are people too. Next one. Do no harm, but take no shit. This is self-explanatory. Yeah, do no harm, but take no shit. Be kind, be nice, put on a happy face, but don't let anyone cross you. Next one, call your friends. Even if it's like, I always... I feel like we make excuses in life because life gets so busy and life gets away from us. And we always tell ourselves like, oh, we need to do this. We need to call them, you know, or, oh, we should check up on them or, oh, I should see how they're doing. And we just, we go through day-to-day life because as adults, we just, sometimes we drift from our old friends and life gets busy. But I just think it's important sometimes to take the moment and call your freaking friend. You know, I can't tell you the amount of times where I love getting those unexpected phone calls from people that I haven't heard from in months or that unexpected text of people being like, hey, I was just thinking about you even if it's not a phone call just shoot them a text like hey I was thinking about you like how are you like or hey I miss you like how have you been like just sending that text just check in on your friends all right next one stop waiting for the right time to do things again I think that this is self-explanatory I think it's really easy to go through life and just wait for the right time I'm so guilty of this I need to plan meticulously down to the t for everything that I need to do in my life But it's like, no, you don't. (laughs) You don't need to wait for the right moment to do things. Just do it. You know, just don't wait. I think that we all think that we have, and this is going to sound kind of morbid, but like, I feel like we all think that we'll have all the time to like all these things that we'll be able to do these things. But it's like, you never know what the future holds. So just like say yes, do the thing, whatever it is that you want to do. And just live life. And I know that that sounds like so like live, laugh, love, but like fucking live life. I think that that's something that we all forget about, but it's it's like the easiest thing to remember, but also the easiest thing to forget is just to take advantage of life, like take advantage of opportunity, live your freaking life, like stop waiting for the right time because you'll be waiting forever. Truthfully, if you always wait for the right time to do something, you will be waiting your entire freaking life. So just do it. All right. Next one. I don't like daily planners. I needed to throw that in there. I can't tell you guys the amount of planners that I bought in 2023, convincing myself that I was going to use them and 2022 and 2021, literally all the way back until middle school. I've never liked daily planners. The ones that you write in, I think that they're so cute and I would love to be one of those girlies. I'm just not. And I've accepted that about myself. Next one, deep clean your house once a week. Don't ask questions. Don't ask why. Just do it. Number 26, 
take more pictures. Again, I think that this is just something that I've really been trying to implement in my life more. I actually recently just bought like a, one of those picture books where you actually, not a picture book, but like one of those, oh, photo albums. <laughs> That's what they're called. I bought a photo album and I've been printing out pictures at Walgreens, the physical hard copies of these pictures. And I've been putting them in this book and I've now created like a timeline from the past, like, I don't know, like eight months or year kind of actually. Yeah. Like the past year. And it's been something that's been really amazing to look back on. Like I love sitting there and going through it. And that just reminds me, I need to, um, I need to send off my pictures from Christmas to put in the book, but I'll, I know that I will love being able to look back on that. That's something that I'm really going to be able to cherish. And that is a motivation for me to take more pictures. And I know for me personally, I grew up where my parents had photo albums for every year, you know, every single year. And I loved sitting there and going through photo albums. And I just want to be able to do that for my kids and my future and being able to look back on those photos. I don't want to just like scroll on my phone. I just don't want to do that. So having a physical photo album, I highly, highly recommend. But even if you don't don't do that. Just take more pictures. All right. Last one. Number 27. You're going to be okay. And that is something that I feel like I've needed to remind myself a lot throughout the year. Again, coming from a type A with just an overthinking tendency and a high strung personality and a lot of anxiety. It's easy to get the wheel spinning and feel like things aren't going well or what are you going to do or feeling like things are out of your control and that everything that you once knew kind of gets flipped upside down and does a 180. I think that if there's anything my 20s have taught me, just my 20s in general, is that you're going to be okay. Like I feel like there's been so many times that I can picture in my 20s where I just thought that like, what was I going to do? Like the world was freaking ending, right? Like if it just, or it felt like it. Like it really did. And I know that's like, a. It, it sometimes sounds selfish to say, but I just, yeah, I mean, I felt like my world was ending. And I think that what I've looking back on all of that now, what I'm able to tell myself is you got through all of that. Like all the friendship breakups, all the relationship breakups, all the personal adversity, the mental health, the family stuff, like you got through it and you were okay. And I can confidently now sit here and say, going through these things that I will face in the future, like you're going to be okay. I think, you know, when I was like 16 and going through my first heartbreak, never having experienced something like that before, I think that's why those things hit us the hardest is because we've never experienced something like that before. And we sit there and we think our world is ending. What are we going to do? And then we get up and we keep living. Life keeps going and you're going to be okay. And that's just something that I... Not only I keep reminding myself, but I think it's a good reminder for everyone is you're going to be okay. So that, you guys, is the 27 things that I've learned by 27, and I hope you enjoyed it. Um, let me know what you guys thought about this list. Let me know what you have on your list. I would love to know. And with that being said, you guys, that is all for me today. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of My Thoughts Exactly. Again, if you're new here, hi, my name is Savannah and I'm your host of My Thoughts Exactly. Make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode. We post weekly here every single Friday and you're not going to want to miss it. I'll be back next week with a brand new one for you guys and I'll see you there. Bye guys. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.